This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Prepare yourselves for deep thoughts. Love is a dagger, a pretty thing, thing that enchants but also hurts. And less uh, deep thoughts? We just need to kill a few more people. I'm Jared Hall from Entertainment Weekly, and here's what to watch this weekend, Friday, January 19th to Sunday, January 21st. We are counting down the weekend's top five must-see picks from TV and movies. But first, your entertainment headlines. Do you believe in magic? Selena Gomez sure does, which is why the former Disney star is returning to her roots for a stroll down Waverly Place. Twelve years after the series came to a close, Disney Channel is looking to revive Wizards of Waverly Place. EW has confirmed that a pilot is in the works for a new series, which will feature original star David Henry reprising his role as Justin Russo. Gomez, who is set to executive produce the series with Henry, will make a guest appearance as his troublemaking sister, Alex. Well, there's no news on appearances from the rest of the Russo gang. The pilot cast also stars Janice Leanne Brown as a powerful young wizard named Billy, Alcayo Thiel as Justin's son Roman Russo, and Rutherford Falls actress Mimi Giannopoulos as Justin's wife Giada. Per the official description, the sequel picks up in the wake of a, quote, mysterious incident at WizTech where an adult Justin Russo has left his wizard powers behind, opting for a normal human life with his wife and two sons, but he gets a surprise when a powerful young wizard in need of training shows up at his door, and Justin must embrace his past to ensure the future of the wizard world. Two fans, former fans, in New York have filed a lawsuit against Madonna for her tardy concert start time. In the suit filed Wednesday in Brooklyn and reviewed by EW, concert attendees Michael Fellows and Jonathan Haddon accused Madonna, Live Nation, and Barclays Center of, quote, unconscionable, unfair, and or deceptive trade practices for offering tickets to the December 13th celebration tour at Barclays marketed at an 8.30 p.m. start time only for the pop star to take the stage sometime after 10.30 p.m. As a result, by the time the show let out after 1 a.m., Fellows and Haddon were, quote, confronted with limited public transportation limited ride sharing, and or increased public and private transportation costs at the late hour per the suit. Additionally, attendees of the weeknight show, they say, had to get up early to go to work and or take care of their family responsibilities the next day. The suit also cited the late start time of Madonna's December 14th and December 16th shows at the venue, making note of the pop star's, quote, long history of arriving and starting her concerts late. The suit alleges the defendant's actions constitute not just a breach of their contracts, but also a wanton exercise in false advertising and negligent misrepresentation. Reps for Madonna and Live Nation did not immediately respond to EW's request for comment. And Barbie just took a major hit from Oppenheimer on the awards trail as the BAFTA Awards nominations shut out its filmmaker Greta Gerwig, among many other shocking snubs, from the Best Director category. 
And yet another curious late-season twist of the Oscars race, the BAFTA nominations omitted many major players from its top categories, largely thanks once again to the British Academy's reliance on a mix of smaller juries and the overall membership votes to determine nominees. This year, casualties of voting included Gerwig, who did not receive a Best Director nod despite showing up at every other major precursor so far, including from the Directors Guild of America and the Golden Globes, and Best Actress frontrunner and Killers of the Flower Moon star Lily Gladstone. One thing that is consistent between BAFTA and the rest of the circuit, however, is Oppenheimer's dominance. Christopher Nolan's historical epic scored 13 overall nominations, solidifying its place as the Oscars Best Picture and Best Director frontrunner. You can see the full list of nominees and get more on all of these stories, plus other news, reviews, interviews, and more at EW.com. Reality TV's representation of the quest for love has never been quite as heartwarming as it is on our number five pick for the weekend, the season two premiere of Love on the Spectrum. The U.S. version of the show follows singles on the autism spectrum as they search for love and navigate the complexities of modern romance. Here's a preview. What do you think love is? Love is a dagger, a pretty thing, thing that enchants but also hurts. Welcome back. Yes, I am back. What do you think, should we get started? Let's get started. Oh, Kikian, yeah. how's this smile? That's pretty good. Why do you want to find love? I have so much love to give. When there's love, there is a right match. It feels like the slipper fits. I really would like to have someone special with whom I can share the best moments of my life. Finding love can be hard for anyone. It's finally my turn, my turn! To second chances at finding love. And for some people, it can feel like an impossible dream. Mm. My heart still goes with him. Just look for that fish in your pond. Oh, yes. This series follows people on the autism spectrum. What a grip you got. So magnanimous, marvelous. As they navigate the confusing world of relationships. This is very interesting. And dating. Are you a little nervous? Uh, he says, yes, I'm going on the date. Well, this season will feature many new faces, as well as the return of several season one romantics, including Abby, Danny, Steve, and James, who are all back and looking for a deep connection. All seven episodes of Love on the Spectrum's new season are available now on Netflix. Fair warning to all of you listening who are claustrophobic. The new thriller ISS hits theaters this weekend, taking place entirely aboard the International Space Station, that is the ISS of the title. The American and Russian crews are getting along swimmingly. At least they are until war breaks out on Earth millions of miles below the space station. Now, despite the remoteness of the orbiting lab, both crews are instructed to take control of the ISS by any means necessary, setting the stage for an intense conflict in a confined and fragile space. Here is the trailer. We have seen pictures, but this is... We don't talk politics. Here we are. One. Hey guys. Wait a minute, what the hell what? is going on down there? 
Whoa. We gotta get up now, guys. Let's get out. Oh my god. You sent you read. War has broken out below. And we were told to take the ISS by any means necessary. If we got orders from our government to take control. What do you suggest we do now? The Russians got the same orders as us. And they just struck first. Struck first. Yes, it is the 80s all over again on the ISS as Americans and Russians war in the cold of space. The tense new film is helmed by Blackfish director Gabriella Cowperthwaite with a cast that includes Ariana DeBose, Chris Messina, and Game of Thrones' Pilu Aspect. ISS is in theaters now. Our next pick is sure to make the hair on the back of your neck stand up. In Showtime's The Woman in the Wall, our number three pick, Ruth Wilson's Lorna Brady is not right in the head, or so we're told. The thriller series first introduces us to Lorna, an unusual Irish woman, when she wakes one morning to find a corpse in her house. Now, Lorna has no idea who the dead woman is or if she had anything to do with her untimely end. That is because Lorna is someone who has a tendency to do dangerous things while sleepwalking, a problem she's had ever since she was ripped from her life as a teenager and incarcerated at a convent. There, she gave birth to a child who was taken from her, and the fate of the child is unknown. As if all that wasn't enough, there's also Detective Coleman Atande, played by Daryl McCormick, a man with his own haunting secrets. He is on Lorna's trail for a crime seemingly unrelated to the body she's discovered in her home. As Coleman searches for a murderer and Lorna searches for her daughter, their paths collide in unanticipated ways. Let's take a listen to the trailer. Now take a good look at this. Do you know that woman? I do. When did you last see her? <laughs> she was walking away with my baby. Thirty years ago, the convent stole our children. Hundreds of them. Come in, what happened? Brother Percy Sheehan. Blunt force trauma. Lorna Brady. She's not right in the head. I heard about some of the things that you do when you sleepwalk. Kind of violent things, no? What business is that of yours? I'm the one asking the questions, Lorna. I think my daughter's alive. I have to find her. Lorna has something to do with all of this. <gasps> well, that's not good. Sorry, Jesus. 
Now, this story is fictional, but it's inspired by Ireland's very real and scandalous Magdalene laundries, the Catholic Church-run institutions for what the church deemed fallen women that often separated newborn babies from their mothers. Created and written by BAFTA Award nominee Joe Murtog, The Woman in the Wall also stars Simon Delaney, Philippa Dunn, Mark Huberman, Hilda Fay, Francis Tomelty, and Dermot Crowley. The Woman in the Wall debuts Sunday at 9 on Showtime, but it's available to stream now for Paramount Plus with Showtime subscribers. It's trivia time. Reacher star Alan Richson, as well as the shows Kristen Crook and Sarinda Swan, have not only appeared together on this series, which we'll have more on in just a minute, but they've also appeared together on what other show? Smallville, Arrow, or Lucifer? Stick around for the answer, as well as our top two picks and soundbite of the week. What to Watch will be right back. Hey everyone, I'm Sid Evans, Editor-in-Chief of Southern Living and host of Biscuits and Jam. Since 2020, I've been interviewing musicians, chefs, authors, and other Southern icons about their family traditions, their faith, their favorite meals, and of course, what it means to be Southern. And I'm excited to announce Season 5 of our award-winning podcast. Join me every Tuesday for new conversations with some of the most interesting and influential Southerners around. Be sure to follow Biscuits and Jam wherever you get your podcasts. You can also find us online at southernliving.com slash biscuits and jam. Welcome back to EW's What to Watch. Amy Schumer's Life After Beth is returning for a second season. Schumer's title character found love, but she's still healing from past traumas and can't seem to stop finding herself as the butt of the joke. That's even true when she visits a psychic played by Jennifer Coolidge. And that is our soundbite of the week. I'm just looking for some answers. I see here that, you know, you did have kids. Oh, no, does the ball say that? Balls in the sand here, just looking at your body. Yeah. She's right, like four or five. <laughs> Well, the, the new season features Schumer alongside Michael Sarah, Coolidge, as you heard there, Michael Rappaport, and others. You'll be able to catch up with Beth when the season premieres February 16th on Hulu. The menacing growls are almost at an end on our number two pick, the season finale of Reacher. Alan Richson's nomadic hero joined up with his old unit of special investigators this season to investigate the murder of one of their own. Last episode set the stage for an explosive finale as we inch toward finding out if Reacher will throw Langston, played by the always menacing Robert Patrick, from a helicopter, as he promised he would earlier in the season. That conclusion is still on the table, even as Reacher handed himself over to Langston in an attempt to protect his pals. Let's listen in to the trailer for the finale. Okay. It's time. You're gonna make a hell of a hole when you hit the ground. You seem upset. So what's the plan? We just need to kill a few more people. You're about to walk into a bus, huh, Reacher? 
Well, fans who have read the 11th Jack Reacher book, Bad Luck and Trouble, might have an inkling of what's coming. But while the adaptations have been relatively faithful to the source material, you know there are going to be some surprises coming. The Reacher finale has been thrown from a helicopter and is available to stream now on Prime Video. Number two. It should have been a contender, an awards contender, that is. Our number one pick this weekend is Ava DuVernay's new film, Origin, which centers on Isabel Wilkinson, author of the Pulitzer Prize-winning book, Cast, The Origin of Our Discontents. Oscar nominee Ingenue Ellis-Taylor plays Wilkinson as she endures some huge personal losses in her life as she researches her new book about how it's not race or class systems that have throughout history and to this day oppressed people and cultures around the world, but rather a caste system made up of eight pillars that ranks humans and their importance to each other. Here's the trailer. Mom made me promise I'd come by today. It's my birthday. Wait, today is your birthday? Yeah. <laughs> Happy birthday. Um, it's, it's, it's Brett. <laughs> I'm Isabel. Yeah, I know. Most relationships end. Friendships, romances. They break. Okay. If you look closely, you'll find something tragic was happening. Are you interested in writing something for us? I don't do assignments anymore. Yeah, you're a better writer than most people do anything. Have you heard the tapes? No. Uh, of what? Central Police Department, this is Sean. Hey, we've had some break-ins in my neighborhood, and there's a real suspicious guy. Looks like he's up to no good or something. I want to be in the story. Really inside the story. And build a thesis that shows how all of this is linked. I gotta be honest with you, I don't understand. I don't see it. You go and write your stories. Folks need to know about this. You're trying to make sense of racism, but your thesis is flawed. It was all lies. They knew we weren't inferior. You don't escape trauma by ignoring it. You escape trauma by confronting it. I don't write questions. I write answers. Got to say, this is truly one of the most powerful films I have seen in a while and a very emotional one. Be sure to check out my interviews with DuVernay and Ellis Taylor at EW.com. Origin, also starring John Bernthal and Nisi Nash-Betts, is in theaters now. And finally this weekend, the answer to our trivia question. Reacher stars Alan Richson, Kristen Kruk, and Sarinda Swan have all appeared not only on Reacher, but what other show? Smallville, Arrow, or Lucifer? 
Well, Richson played Aquaman on Smallville alongside Crook's Lana Lang and Swan's Zatanna Zatara. And that's it for our show this weekend. We'll have more news and musty picks for you on Monday, so be sure to follow or subscribe to What to Watch so you don't miss our daily recommendations, more of which can be found at EW.com. I'm executive editor Jared Hall. You can find us on X, formerly known as Twitter, at EW and at Jared Hall. Thanks so much for listening and have a great weekend. This episode of What to Watch was written by Dustin Nelson, Lauren Huff, and EW staff, edited by Sammy Junio, and hosted and produced by Jared Hall. One, two, watch.